0: is getting recorded, yeah? Are you doing good? A little loudly. This side, are you doing good? Excellent. What about you? Did you have lunch? Are you coming with fasting and listening? Wow, that's so nice. Um, you know, there's a beautiful line that says, what would Jesus do? Yeah? Have you heard of this line? What would Jesus do? Uh, there's this, I mean, as a teenager I mean still I look like all right I used to wear this band called WWJD have you ever come across this line okay what would Jesus do and and this 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 band was so good all right when I saw it WWJD I was like what is this and then somebody explained what would Jesus do and whenever I was in a situation I will always put this question what would Jesus do yeah? When I was in a problem or, or, or a decision that I had to take, I would just ask this question, what would Jesus do? And this was so so cool, okay? Because you would just immediately come into the perspective of God and say, wow, if this person is talking bad about me, what would Jesus do? Reset his mind. No, 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 okay? He would definitely forgive that person, all right? Especially, the, this, this line is very interesting. You have a crazy brother or sister who's always shouting at you, what would Jesus do? mute that person not for wrong reasons but then all right this 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 line was so powerful it says what would Jesus do and this evening we are so excited to start a new series that says what would Jesus undo wow have you heard this okay have you heard this line before you're hearing for the first time congratulations okay welcome to the series okay it's going to run next couple of uh, three weeks, I suppose, alright, and this is a beautiful line uh, that made me to think, so I was as I was also preparing, uh, the first sermon comes to me and then it goes to you, alright, so if you are convicted, I'm first convicted and then I share with you all, alright, a beautiful, beautiful thought process and I you to listen to me very carefully, how many of you enjoyed the worship time? Come on, raise it up a little higher, Delhi people are... Open, big heart. Can we give a round of applause to the worship team? They did a beautiful job, and uh, I heard, and I know that they've been they practice a lot. So you see the result, and God is moving in this place. All right. So today we are going to focus on what would Jesus undo. One of the area that we're going to focus is on the spiritual aspect, actually. And if Jesus was here today, if Jesus had to reset something, if Jesus had to bring a difference, I think, I I mean, Jesus had to do something, undo, okay? It would be indifference. That means lack of interest or you don't care. Uh, I'm talking about the spiritual aspect. Some of us, we are so comfortable with our walk with Christ that we don't know Are we really doing a good job? Are we really living a Christian life, so-called Christian? Just because my name is Peter, my name is Daniel, my name is James, okay? Am I just living a namesake Christian life or am I a disciple of God? Something to think about. And and as I was preparing, uh, as I was meditating on the series, there was so much of, um, so much of, Eye-opening for me personally because it was just ministering into my heart and I pray this evening it ministers to you also. So one of the things today this evening we're just going to focus on one aspect. It is called what would Jesus undo that, that, would be, uh, that would be indifference. And the perfect scripture that fits and I believe that would speak into our hearts is from the book of Revelation. It's the first book. Any guess? Congratulations, you made it. All right, is the last book from the New Testament or Old Testament? Good, again we made it, congratulations. Okay, Revelations chapter three, verses 15 to 16. I'm gonna read this out to you and I want you to listen to it very carefully. God's word is very powerful it's a double edged sword so as this, as the scripture is being read out to you i pray i pray that 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 you would just allow the holy spirit to speak in through our life uh, revelation chapter 3 verse 15 to 16 says i know your deeds that you are neither cold nor hot i wish you were either one or the other so, because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Revelations chapter 3, verses 15 to 16. Let me read this once again. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So, because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Revelations chapter 3, verse 15. Uh, 3 verses 15 and 16. Uh, this verse, you would definitely find it in the book of Revelation because the reference says so. And, and Jesus wrote to seven churches and he's addressing to one particular church. It's called as Lahodicia. Okay, this, this, this is a particular church, wealthy church, they're doing good, but then Jesus looks at that particular church and says, Hey, listen, I know your deeds, yeah, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one of the other. And so because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. And he addresses to that particular church. And we find that this is a very wealthy city. This particular city is a wealthy city. And and it's so interesting when God puts a scripture um, he looks at the circumstances, he looks at the situation and makes us understand. And if you look at this particular city, it was a wealthy city and, 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 it's, and the history says 35 years earlier it was destroyed by earthquake. but then this whole city decided to be they decided to rebuild it. So they made this most expensive city. They had theaters, they had stadium and shopping centers. Everything was so good except one thing, there was a uh, lack of water, okay, lack of water supply. So these guys decided, listen, we're going to draw water from two different locations. They're going to put the pipeline into two different locations to draw water into the city. And um, they put this, just a little background to understand. And they put it, uh, they put this water pipeline from Colossia, all right, from where they were able to get, draw some cold water. And the other one was Heropolis, that is, uh, that 's a place where they were able to get hot water now now cold has a good effect yes or no okay and if it 's a hot water it 's used for um, medicinal effect and all those things but by the time the water would come to the city it would have become lukewarm or dirty are you with me all right and look at Jesus he uses that that particular situation that particular city and says hey listen uh, You can't be, I mean, if you're gonna be lukewarm, I'm gonna spit you out. And it's so interesting, today, practically, we can apply this into our life. What is your condition? And if I have to, I mean, let me just give you a good example, Delhi is cold, today it's better. But then if you look at January 1st or 2nd, It was absolutely freezing cold. And if you had to come to my house, and if I had to serve you a cup of coffee, and imagine I give you a coffee which was neither hot or cold, absolutely lukewarm, what would you tell me? Would you be happy? Wow, Daniel, that was a nice coffee. I mean, the coffee was neither hot nor cold. You would just think in your heart, bless me inside your heart, and say, what kind of person is he? He doesn't know how to host a guest also. Think about your life. How is your life? And Jesus speaks it very clearly. He says, hey, listen, I know your deeds. Now, now, let's apply it to our practical life. He says, I know your deeds. Deeds means your work. How you've been living yesterday, how you've been living past week, how you've been living one week ago. That you were neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. I'm reading the scripture again and again to drill it into our heart. What is the condition of our life? To understand what is the condition of our life, okay? And then he puts on this question. Now the question is, why do we have, why do we have the spiritual indifference? Why do we have, why do we lack interest in our spiritual life? Okay, there are two reasons and it's beautifully put. Number one is self-sufficiency. When you have everything in your life, you really don't need, a, need God in your life, okay? Somewhere, partial will say, yeah, yes, no. Now, the Bible also puts it very clearly. It's not the healthy man who needs a doctor, yeah? I mean, it's a sick person, all right? Self-sufficiency, one of the top reasons why... We really don't need go. Or, or why do we have indifference? Is self-sufficiency all right? Um, Revelation chapter three verse seventeen say says you say I am rich, I'm acquired, I have acquired wealth, and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wrecked, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Chapter three verse seventeen. You say I am rich. You say I have everything. Daniel, I have the perfect family, perfect house, everything, everything is there, okay? But then you don't realize that how wrecked, how pitiful, how poor, how blind and naked you are. Self. One of the reasons why we have this lack of interest in our spiritual life. Okay, let me put it very clear. Lack of interest in our spiritual life is number one, self-sufficiency. I am good. I have all the blessings. I mean. Beautifully, I've got an iPhone, okay? I've got Uber service, yeah? I mean, to pay the Uber, yeah? All right, uh, I, I go to Starbucks, I have everything. Netflix, wow, congratulations. I have all the access that I need. Why do I need God? You might be worldly, healthy, but then look at your spiritual life. Point number one, why do I lack? Why do I lack in my spiritual life? Number one, when you know that you are self-sufficient. That's a key problem. Second one, it's distraction of this world. How many of you know, I mean, how many of you agree with me? There's so much of distraction. The others disagree with me. Okay, we'll meet later. All right. Uh, The second thing is distractions of this world. When I say distractions of this world, Mark chapter 4, verse 19 says, and I want you to listen to me very carefully, but the worries of this life... Right now, the news is all about what virus? They're speaking, man. Okay, and somebody sneezes. The first thing we say, oh gosh, all right, okay. Um, But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things, come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Why do I lack in my spiritual life? Okay. Why, 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 yeah, why do I lack in my spiritual life? And and Mark chapter 4, verse 19 says, the worries of this life, distractions of this world actually. You now so many things are running into our mind. I'm so sure some of you, I won't quote everyone, some of you sit, I mean you're sitting here, but you're thinking so much. One could be when it's going to finish the service. That's going to be the last point for you. But there's so many things. Okay, after this, after do this, after this, after do Oh, I need to wash my dishes. Oh, I need to pay those bills. Okay, electricity. All right. Yeah, thanks to our CM who's doing a good job. All right. But then so many. Recharge my phone. Netflix account is expiring. Let's do something. No, we need to talk to somebody and get this thing done. So many things are running into our mind. And, and when we talk about faith, we say, listen, Keep it with you. It's good on Sunday. All right. We really want to reason. We really want to we really want to use our logical power to to take that I mean somebody says, Hey listen, you need to have faith. It's like, hey listen, you have faith with you, okay? I have faith in you, you pray to your God, but I have so many things to worry about. Um distractions of this world. All right. Uh, I'm gonna give you indicators. And find out where you stand. Uh, Again, coming back to the whole point to understand, we are talking about indifference. If Jesus was there, he would undue indifference that is uh, people have lack of interest in their spiritual life and and one of the reasons I mean a couple of reasons I'm going to put down of being lukewarm here are the reasons okay why are we why are we being lukewarm number one we are more concerned with impressing people than living for God okay we are more concerned with impressing what would that person think if I do this, what will that person think? If I go to church, what will that person If I carry a Bible, what will my neighbor think? Forget it. Let's, let's take a mobile phone. You see, we are constantly, constantly in the race of impressing people than impressing God. A checklist. I'm just giving a checklist, okay? So wherever you find yourself, put a check there, all right? Why, why am I being so lukewarm? Second, we are so obsessed with life on earth rather than eternity, Somebody goes and says, hey, listen, what about your eternal life? Forget it. That's the first thing that comes. Hey, listen, I need to live my life here. I'm struggling to live my life and you're talking about eternal life. We are so caught up with our present life. We are so caught up with our future life. We are so caught up with our earthly life that we really, really don't care about our eternal life. Checklist for being lukewarm. The third point. We rationalize sin and live without truly fearing God. We rationalize sin and live without fearing God. Um, a very simple example, all right? Um, everybody's gossiping, so I'm also gossiping, all right? I'm just an example, okay? It's not about me, just general, okay? Um, what's wrong in, what's wrong if I, if I hurt people, all right? I, I mean, what, what's wrong if I ignore that person? Um, we kind of we kind of justify ourselves, okay? The Bible says, "Love your, love your Facebook friends." What does the Bible say? "Love your, Insta friends." Good. Love your. Come on. You are Daniel, no? That's why you're speaking. All right. Uh, love your enemies. Uh, actually. Some of us, we can love our enemies, but not our family members. It's so, 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 so struggling point, actually. Right? But the Bible says, love your enemies. But God, you know what? I'm not even hurting that person. Why? I mean, we just, we just justify. And today, today, if you talk about the younger generation, okay, so much of addiction, the number one addiction that stands out is the addiction of pornography. And the devil is so subtle to tell, hey, listen, you're not sleeping with that person, but at least what's wrong in watching it? You know, such a subtle uh, manner he puts it. We rationalize sin and live without truly fearing God. The fourth point, we believe in Jesus, but we rarely share our faith. How many of your friends have heard about this person called J-E-S-U-S? But Daniel, I have a sticker that says Jesus loves you, so do I have to preach it? Come on. My car says Jesus cares for you. Do I have to really... How many of you have really taken time to tell them that there is is somebody who loves them? I mean, unconditional. Have you ever taken time? But then in my office, you know, my boss would not be happy. Again, we go back to the first point. Are we impressing people or are we impressing God? I mean, first point, yeah? Are we impressing people? Um, How many of you, from January till now, You have boldly shared your faith. I believe in Jesus. I love Jesus. How many of you have taken time to share about Jesus? Think about it. Fifth point, why are we lukewarm? We only turn to God when we need him. Supermarket. God, I need this, 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 this. Oh, big bazaar sale. God, I need that also. I mean, are we just looking to him only at the time of our toughest moment? Or we are praying every day. You know, uh, we often use God as a tool to fulfill our requirement, but are we really, really loving Him in spite of our valley moments, in spite of our mountain moments? Okay, the sixth one why are we lukewarm? We are not much different from the world. Today it's very difficult to identify who is a disciple or who is a real follower of Jesus and, and who is not and we say that hey listen we want to be part of them we want to share but then somewhere we off track we go off track and we are lost and somebody else has to come and rescue you you went to rescue someone but then you need another 10 people to come and rescue you actually alright um, we are not much different from the world the way we live our lifestyle does it really glorify God The way we talk, the way we interact with people, the way, uh, I mean, just check how looking at your life, do they see you or are they able to see Jesus living in you? A question to think about. How many of you understood? You guys are very serious, but it's a very serious verse, actually. All right. Um, Going back to this verse, Revelation chapter 3. Verses 15 to 16, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit to you out of my mouth. And my prayer is, Lord, it's time that we check ourselves, yeah, and repent. And something 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 that we really can do is just change our direction. If you are in a situation like this, what is the solution? You know, when God gives a, gives a question to think, he also has got an application part, a reminder for us. I think the reminder is, why don't we repent and ask forgiveness? A um, couple of things. How you can reignite or restart your spiritual life okay, Daniel you gave this, this, this points, great, but what do I do next, here are some things that you can do, Word of God is very, very important, how many seconds, let me start with seconds, okay, how many seconds are you spending time with God, let's turn it to minutes and then hours, okay, uh, how much time are you, are you praying, how much are you witnessing How much are you doing fellowship with us and worship? Find out. These are the areas where you can strengthen yourself. And every day do something that requires your faith. Do something that requires your faith. Just a couple of examples so that you understand what I'm trying to say. Stand up for something even though you know you're going to be mocked for. I mean, they're going to make fun of you, but stand up. That requires a lot of faith. Okay? Give it when, it's, when, when you have to give it to the Lord and, and somebody said, said this and it is so strong in my heart if your giving doesn't hurt you you're, you're really not giving anything when it comes to financial term it's easy to give a hundred or a 150 but then if it doesn't hurt you you're really not giving exercise your faith apologize to someone forgive them when you you don't feel like forgiving that person just Forgive them. Apologize. But Daniel, why should I be the first one? I'm praying that that person should come on. All right, Why don't we take the first step? Reach out to someone and tell them how much Jesus loves them. Pray for something that's impossible. See, these are the ways you can exercise your faith. But this evening, I'm going to come back and ask the same question. If Jesus had to do, had to undo something in your life, what would that be? And if you're saying, I think, Daniel, I'm struggling with my spiritual life, I know I'm supposed to be a strong disciple of Jesus, I know I need to be a strong follower of Jesus, here's an invitation for you. And and, and this beautiful verse says in Revelation chapter three, verse 20, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone, 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 um, kid to a teenager, to an adult, Okay, senior citizen, retired officer, whoever you are, anyone opens the door, I will come and dine with that person. Um, Let's take a conscious decision in our life as we we come to an end. I I really want you to think, how is your walk with the Lord? Let Let it not be a Sunday to Sunday affair, but then who are you on a Monday? Who are you on a Tuesday? Who are you on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday? Okay, Sunday we become very emotional. We say, Lord, yes, yes. But then the real test is, who are you on a Monday? Yeah, can we look to the Lord in prayer and, and just analyze ourselves? I'm going to give you one minute. Uh, I want everybody to close your eyes. Uh, this is your time with the Lord. This is your time with the Lord. Where do you stand in your spiritual life? Where do you stand in your spiritual life I want you to analyze and you don't need a prophet to come and tell you your your condition you don't need an angel to come and tell you but then you know where you stand and this evening may I request you to allow Jesus to walk once again into your life Are you really concerned about your earthly life? Are you really concerned about your eternal life? This life is absolutely short. You have no guarantee over this life. Any moment, anything can happen. But what's gonna happen after you die? Does that question really bother you? Are you keeping those things in your mind and living your life on this earth? A simple prayer, Lord Jesus, into my heart I know I'm really messed up but I believe you died on the cross for my mess I believe you rose again on the third day this evening I really want you to come into my heart I know there's there's so much of distractions there's so much of logical questions and, and a lot of things that is just breaking me down. But this evening, Lord, I look up to you. My help comes from you. Lord, I am doing a lot of things. You now, Some of us are so busy in life that we have no time for God. And this is exactly, we find the same condition with that church. And the Lord says, I know your deeds. I know what, what you have been up to. But this evening we have a turning point, saying, Lord, help me, Lord, to overcome this struggle. Help me to depend upon you. Father, we come this evening into your hands, Lord. Lord, as the word has been spoken Lord I pray that let it take deep roots and I pray let it let it bring forth fruits that just brings glory to your name if there is somebody Lord who is really disturbed about their life there's somebody Lord who is really questioning what's happening with my life I pray that you would continue to speak into their life Lord we give you glory. We give you honor. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.